0: Jeff Cameron, show ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Balls Wednesday edition of the program rolls on. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, director Matthew in the house. That baseball yet? A little double checky here. A little double checky. I keep forgetting we're doing all the day baseball things. 4.30 today. 4.35 when the Phillies take it two games to none lead over the Braves. That'll be great. That'll be good. Well, two games to none lead over the Braves. Maybe sweep the defending champions. That'd be good. And then we get Dodgers-Padres tonight. Not as late as last night. Yours truly, trying to stick it out and watch late-night baseball. Next thing I know, it's the fifth inning. I can't do
1: it. I had uh, hockey on in the background. I watched
0: us lose 3-1? to Yeah, my wife took in the game from the garden. I saw that. That was great. That's pretty cool. Best thing that happened that night, uh, last night, besides your wife getting the opportunity to do that, was uh, Stammer's slap shot at 197 miles per hour, whatever that was. That was mm. insane.
1: He's on the precipice of 500 goals, man. It's, that was smoking. He'd be at 625 if he hadn't had seven injuries. Mm-hmm. But that's a sport where...
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you're gonna, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, I do wonder, Saturday night, you think you feel that? Do you feel the, the nerves? Do you feel the everything you know I, 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 that's what the loss did though that yeah. really bothers me the loss
1: i would be feeling it right now in a big way
0: well the loss took it all away man you know not not the season not like what i think is possible for the you know for the team and all that but we could have had damn you guys what we could have had saturday night but you're out here playing damn it man losing that game up 17 to 3
1: this is a reward yourself for the opportunities missed this weekend. Make up for it. Go in. Well, look, you get yeah. this one, and you go into the bye week. That
0: is, there is oh, your reward. The problem with this game heading into a bye week is it presents this wonderful opportunity, as coaches like to say, to get a win and be a buzz for two weeks with doable games in the very near future. Future that will get you excited. Lose it you get to wallow in it for a little extra time yeah. on the heels of two other losses. And
1: then maybe Georgia Tech wins another game, and you go, uh-oh.
0: Well, we just know how rational people are. They'll handle a loss to a team that is most assuredly better at almost every single position than Florida State. They'll look at it very logically and say, well, that's to be expected. Bigger, stronger, faster program is in a much better place than Florida State's program. They'll just sit back and relax and understand that good times are coming because Georgia Tech's on the horizon. No.
1: Yeah, that's the hard part of being four and three. I don't want to be four and three, sir. We don't belong at four and three. Did I keep our. But we could be at four and three. And in fact, that's the likelihood. But maybe not. Maybe not.
0: Maybe not. I'll be interested to see who you pick. I've got to record the War Chant report uh, later this week, and uh, I am interested. I don't know. Maybe I won't know until that moment of truth, but I think people can tell I'm leaning a little bit towards Clemson. I feel
1: extremely well-versed in Clemson's offense and its quarterback. I do want to see – I know what the defense is. It's good, but I want to see – You're talking about Clemson's? Yes, Mm -hmm. how good and and where it is, and that will help me make a pick here. The problem for this game, too, is just – you know, you win last week, and adrenaline helps you push through a sequence of three games in 14 days against ranked opponents. You lose it; you gotta summon it. It's a little harder to summon. Mm-hmm. I know that Clemson by itself will get you excited, but you could have that little extra to you. And they're banged up up front. That's the other thing too. And that's not giving away trade secrets. All our guys went down in the defensive interior in the second half of the, of the NC State game. So. I
0: mean, we don't. By damn way, it! We got a lot of questions on that front, and we're going to continue to get them. And that is, who's healthy, who's not. Can't tell you. Don't know. Not from not paying attention. Correct. Not from not it, all of it. It's just that guys are a wait and see right now. There are some that have a chance to play. Maybe Saturday night they're able to give it a go. Maybe they'll feel like they can do it without adding to the injury and causing further problems in games down the road. Others uh, may not simply be able to go at all, and you know we won't know until game time. So Saturday night, when Tom and I are doing the pregame show, Hotel Indigo, as much as we are excited to do so, the atmosphere will be good. The weather should be great. All that's true. Come on by, stop in, see us. Plenty of good food, drink, and fellow Seminoles hanging out, enjoying Hotel Indigo's rooftop. Uh, I'm really going to be locked in when we get our guys inside the stadium and they join us to tell us who's who's what. Well, and the other thing is, let's say they dress. Let's say that you have, in any order,
1: Farmer, of course, who looked to be very good in that game, but you've got Farmer, and you've got Cooper, and you've got Jared Jackson, and you've got Malcolm Ray. All right, they're dressed. That's good, but that's only the beginning. You know, that's nice to cross that off the list. I'm ignoring the elephant in the room. That is Fabian Lovett, which would make us all feel great. A lot no, better about our chances.
0: Gotta, he's got to play. He's just got to play.
1: But you got to be able to fill out a rotation. And even if all of the other guys are available on Saturday, I'm wondering for how many plays and to what level of aptitude. Because if they're all banged up from the NC State game, we've seen that. It's not just that Fabian Lovett's been missing the last couple of weeks, it's that the other, other guys, guys are getting hurt. They're not 100%, even when they're on the field. So that's the concern. And you're really not going to know until this thing bears out during the game. It's just that Fabian Lovett would be the giant
0: domino that could help the equation. Changes everything about what you're capable of, uh, even if he gives you maybe not the total number of snaps that you would typically have him for, you can utilize him and run situations and things like that, then you've got a fighting chance. I really think Florida State's best chance is to get off to a good start and get this place rocking. You get this avalanche, this thing. That is something we saw a year ago. Now, DJ's been a better quarterback this year than he was a year ago by a lot. And um, I think, again, I think there's an incorrect narrative that followed him from last year into this year. It was fine at the beginning of this year to say, well, let's see, because he hadn't been good Yeah, the Georgia ago. Tech game was, eh, well, but, I mean, since then. Yeah, he's been really good. And, and so I get that it carried over from a year ago and that people were like, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers to you, because especially when you bring in a five-star quarterback behind him, people are waiting, what, well, how soon does he pull the trigger? Well, the kid figured it out, and he's played well. And we've given you the numbers, and Tom, you did the deep dive. It'll be up on Warchant.com, and you can look at Clemson's offense through that piece as well. I've watched a lot of Clemson, and, and the other misnomer, the other incorrect narrative is that their defense can be had because of the wake game. Well, there were a rash of injuries in that secondary and a ton of freshmen having to play for Clemson in that game, and they got brutalized because of it. But that has not happened in any other game that they've played, and they're getting everybody back. So... There's no reason to think because you saw two quarters of the Wake game that that's who they are or that you saw DJ play last year, that's who he is now. That's just not true. And Clemson comes in here, the better football team. Doesn't mean they can't be beat. They can be beat. But they are the better team. They are rightful favorites. They ought to win the game. If they don't, it is an upset and the disparity
1: last year to be positive was much greater in terms of relative talent on both of these rosters than it is this year. The, tra- the you know the road trip up to Clemson for that game prior to kickoff, the talent disparity was massive. And that would have been and it could have been and some might argue should have been a humongous upset. This would not oh, be it been huge this upset. would not be an earth-shattering upset. It would be an upset, but it wouldn't be the likes of which last year's was because we're better we are a lot better, and we've just got to do a few more things other than getting healthy to show that we know how to handle the situations a little bit better when you're playing teams like this.
0: Yeah, the bit of the problem, though, is, Tom, while we are a better team, I agree with you, and therefore, logically, you take the step and say, well, we're better now than we were a year ago and almost beat him there. But, yeah, well, Tremaine Johnson played on last year's team, and he took over that game, and there's nobody on this defense besides first maybe, but he's not as good against, against the run. That can do that. Maybe verse does. We hinted in the first hour.
1: It's a nice performance from Tatum Bethune last week too.
0: He played great. 14 tackles, sideline to sideline. Diagnosed, came downhill, hit, looked healthy for the first time in a while.
1: Yeah, even though he was unavailable for a couple of drives there in the second half, which was curious, but they made plays downhill and Short they attacked all. after. The- yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. You got to shoot him up, baby. That's right. He makes sure trying we- to get through a football game. Here we go. Well, you got buy a week after this too. That's right. You rest up. Yeah. <laughs> But Buck Jared up Soldier we're trying Jared to in the
1: league. Verse has shown signs that he can be dominant for stretches the way that Jermaine Johnson was dominant. I think that's fair to say. But this is a game that would put you in the class of a Jermaine Johnson if you can handle it consistently and be a force consistently by the third quarter Kirk Herbstreet saying, "Man, well they just Jared Verse is just everywhere tonight, guys." If he's saying that, then now you're in the class yeah, of Jermaine, yeah. uh, Jermaine Johnson. But he has already shown that for flashes and drives, he can do the same things. This is your opportunity to say you've gone to a different
0: place. Yeah, if you're not able to get to the game, you better be watching and hearing Kirk Herbstreet say something along the lines of, wow, they can't block him. Burst has been a menace tonight. <laughs> okay, that you got a shot. You got a shot at that point. Maybe you've forced some mistakes. Maybe they've helped you out. You know, I think Clemson's going to have to help Florida State out a little bit here. Not to say they won't. People do. Games are funny that way. Played by humans. Tend to make mistakes. Guys drop passes. See Florida State last week against NC I mean, State, in which they could have easily won the game had dudes not consistently drop passes.
1: Look, I get it's a trap game, but it's 3-3 three to three late in the first half against Boston College. And we know what Boston College is or isn't. And that's not the only example of Clemson pulling a stunt like that this season. Which they won't
0: be disinterested this time.
1: Though. I agree that they won't be disinterested. I'm just saying that even in games that they're interested in, uh, you know, they go brain dead for long stretches of a time. Wake Forest is one of those examples. I know what you're citing about injuries not being up to full speed, but you're up 14 to nothing. How the hell are you losing 28 to 20 in the second half? You're Clemson. Yeah, Wake's a good team, and they have a really good
0: quarterback. A 28
1: and- to 6 run. That is something.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I, I think we know, though, that, you know, I, I in, in a weird way, I think it's a feather in Clemson's hat to have won that game. I mean, I, I that everybody takes stuff Wake away from that. Wake's good. I'm tired of having this discussion with Corey. I'm like, look, man, Wake's good. That's a good win for Clemson. Now, were there things about that game, if you're a Clemson fan, that startled you? Yes, I'm sure getting passed on like that will hurt your feelings. But those are guys that you weren't. Planning to have to depend on in the secondary all throughout that game against a veteran group of receivers and a quarterback that, if you don't get to him, will make the throws. He does against everybody. So, you know, you chalk that one up. They won the game. And since that point, they really haven't. That Boston College game, everybody talks about, well, how close it was. They covered. They covered easily. It. it They won 31 to 3. They
1: did. I'm saying that the trend is that they can just go to sleep for a while.
0: But we're not Boston College, and that's why they will not go to sleep for a while. Agreed. But they are not going. It's a primetime game in Doak. We are still, no matter what our record's been, we are effing Florida State. And when you come out on this field, unlike Wake, when you come out into this field and you see the spear and you hear those fans and you're reminded of all the ass-kickings that were delivered to your program for the better part of 30 years, you're going to get up for that game.
1: I agree. I would use the transitive property as well here since we're arguing relative games and strengths. Our defense did perform better against Wake's offense than Clemson's defense did, and we weren't at it 100% either. There was no Fabian Lovett in that game. There was well, no Jared Verse for the first half of that football game, and they're in position to make a lot of plays in a way – You get a little unlucky in that game because there's a lot of 50-50s that you're in position to make, but they do, and they get full credit for that. They've got players who have shown the consistency to make plays, but it's not nothing that our defense performed more admirably against
0: Wake than Clemson's did by a lot, by a lot. To your point, though, how healthy is Florida State for this game? Clemson's healthier than they were against Wake Forest. Are we? I don't know if that's the answer. Defensive I, interior. The answer is probably
1: no. Two words, defensive interior. That's yeah. it. That's, that's so, huge. if
0: we're not, and they are, that almost makes that game a moot point. I mean, I we could win. It's a Saturday night at Doak. The recipe to win is to get off to a great start. You might say, well, that's always the recipe. No, no, that's not always the recipe. It wasn't
1: the recipe against NC State. Got off to a fantastic start. Right. Lost the game. Right. But I think
0: here you have to infuse real belief. I think it's one thing to say it this week and to work hard and to lock it in or whatever, but now you get out there and some things start to go south and you've lost two straight games and you're battered and bruised. I do think that as Clemson gets emboldened and you get bereft of hope, as I'm fond of saying, it could get ugly. I'm not saying it will get ugly. If anybody's going to blow somebody out in this game, it is Clemson blowing Florida State out.
1: That's fair. This team doesn't get blown out though. Just it would saying, be a first if for we, this. Group. We do this game every
0: yeah. week, usually on Wednesdays. Yeah. If somebody's gonna do the blowing out here, it's gonna be Clemson blowing Florida State out.
1: Yeah, with deep shots. That that's the that's the thing that scares me. We we talk about the defensive interior a lot. I think that they can account for that with extra personnel, but then you put your guy's on an island, and DJ is just unafraid to take those shots down the field. Right,
0: and he should believe in those receivers. They've had better receivers at Clemson than they do currently, but they've recruited the position exceptionally well. Florida State has not up to yeah. this point. So, and,
1: and you're not allowed to play off coverage because he'll just use his 105-mile-an-hour fastball to take six yards. It doesn't matter if it's far hash, near hash. He'll do it, so you're forced to play up. And the defensive backs had a really good day today in practice. I saw some of it. Good. They're going to have to again. They're going to have to again this Saturday.
0: You know, I've been buoyed by the fact that our defense hasn't been the problem. Despite all of these injuries we keep referencing, they have not been the problem. These two losses, and you only have two. You don't have six or four. You have two. And one of which is a road game against a top 15 team that you're an underdog to. In each of these games, the defense gave you a chance to win them. So... Again, I turn my attention. I worry about the things that we're discussing. They're legitimate things to worry about, but I worry about this offense getting on the same page again, being able to block Clemson, and finding some consistency in the passing game. Now, they may have been able to find that had guys just caught the damn ball. You know, we talked in the preseason. I was had my well-vocalized and often vocalized concerns about Johnny Wilson's hands, and he, for the most part, has performed above and beyond what I thought he would do, and he gets credit for that. But he did have two huge drops in this game, and it's not the first time this year, but these were big drops this week. Unfortunately, he wasn't the only one. I'll live with him dropping a pass here or there, knowing that's who he is, because I also know that he's proven now in games he'll make big catches as well. It's that you have pokey drop a ball inexplicably on a huge you know, a huge part of the game, huge, huge moment in the game. Uh, you you drop a touchdown pass, Malik McLean. That's a catch you've made before. You can't drop that ball, and he drops that ball. Uh, you know, I'll argue maybe in favor of thirty-two having made a play as opposed to uh, the drop that we had at tight end. That's an absurd
1: play too, because he's selling Douglas out.
0: There, yeah, he's selling out to well, stop the quarterback need, run. But watch him. I know he's It's smart.
1: It's a really good play.
0: Well, he's a really smart player. He's at another level in terms of recognizing flow and design. And Like, you watch him, he's very assertive on the play and until he realizes what they're trying to do to him. And then he stops mid-play and realizes, oh, and hauls ass back to where that throw's going, and that's somebody else's dude. It's just such a smart, instinctive, intuitive play from a guy who sees the bigger picture. You're lucky when you get a player like that, you know. We should convince him to leave that program that's not going anywhere and transfer on over to Tallahassee, because he's good. Woo!
1: What gives? Didn't see it. Florida man in Texas just uh, came in and asked a question, or somewhat. It's an over-under.
0: Did I have a heart attack if coach calls for a fake punt during the game? No, no. I Listen.
1: That happens too fast for a heart attack, yeah. right? You're just like,
0: <gasps> I, you know, they had an opportunity there. It wasn't a called fake, but my man is running halfway down the field, could have made the first down, inexplicably decided to kick it well past the line of scrimmage, did not realize how penal a, a crime that really is on the football field. Very penal. It is as penal as they come. Brutal. Very frustrating. It's Jeff Carver, show three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Man, I didn't think I'd say this anytime soon, but I am very, very excited about Tennessee, Alabama this week. I am all kinds of pumped up for a lot of the games on the slate today. Can't wait for Redemption Thursday tomorrow. I continue to widen my lead over my mother and my NFL picks. Things are starting to move in the right direction when it comes to the redemption wagers, sir.
1: Is that Alabama Tennessee game? Oh, it's a three thirty. Yeah, it's all be awesome. right. It's gonna be there awesome.
0: Go. I'm really looking forward to that game.
1: I have requested, and there will be a television presence on the deck outside Damn at right. Hotel Indigo, so we'll have the game on there.
0: It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Really looking forward to it. I saw some uh, dubious numbers this week regarding what's happened to Oklahoma. Hmm. Oh, Brent Venables out here losing forty nine to nothing. We'll have people quickly saying, maybe you're just a coordinator. That's how that works, right? Don't don't let him
1: go home with his tail tucked between his legs.
0: He's got to do well enough to hang out there for a little while. So uh, this was interesting from Bill Connolly this week. It's Difficult to underachieve against the spread for a particular period of time because the books adjust. If a team is worse than expected, the bar will keep being lowered until the equilibrium is found. Sometimes, however, a collapse comes so swiftly that it takes a while to find equilibrium. Sometimes you pull a John Makovic or a Turner Gill. Remember Turner Gill oh, was the dog yeah. the town for a while? Buffalo. Yeah. Which brings us to Oklahoma. Largest underachievement versus the spread in a three-game span for a once-ranked team over the last 30 years. Number one, 1997 Texas, minus 110.5 points to the spread. 2011 Texas Tech. Minus 107.5 points to the spread. 99, UCLA, tent of suspicion, born. Uh, 2005, Colorado, and this year's Oklahoma, minus 98. Just three weeks ago, Venables' first Sooner team was 3-0, having just boat raced Nebraska, favored by 10.5 points. They won by 49-14 margin they were 13 and a half point home favorites against Kansas State whom they lost to. That Kansas State team had just lost to Tulane prior to beating <laughs> Oklahoma and then you know what happened with TCU beating them 55 to 24 and then Texas 49 to nothing. It's weird to watch. It's it's football coaching is so fascinating. I my view on coaching in the college football world has changed so much probably more than any one thing since I've done this job which now goes back a long ways like in terms of the shift of the way I view coaches has probably changed more dramatically than anything else in the way that I that I view the game there's probably nothing greater it's 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 fascinating I think it's because of the 25 years of talking with coaches Listening to coaches, having off-the-record conversations with coaches, and hearing not only them explain things but the way things tick, like the way that they tick, it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, there's more upper-level management to it. A than, lot more than just being a hot-shot coordinator. Who it's because they're time. a dime a
0: dozen, right? Right. They really are, and also
1: they seem flashier for a time. But as this is the best part of segmentation for sports interest, you know, niche interests, is now Edge NFL matchup used to be buried at 4.30 in the morning on ESPN2. With, and it was such a fun show. With Jaws and um, what Merrill Hodge and Sal. Right. And now that's an industry. Like, people want to know. Pro Football Focus is a thing, and that's not the B L all, all I'm just saying that's the that's the successful one. But there are all these sites and YouTube channels and all kinds of things dedicated to specifically knowing the game and knowing it better if you're a casual fan. Yeah. Smart football was one of the first on the internet it's to take it to another yeah. place. You
0: can have a lot of fun with that.
1: Yeah, yeah it's great, but now you realize that yeah, with all of this knowledge that makes it to the casual fan, that just because you're a hotshot offensive coordinator who may look good in a um, you know a sweater vest for your school going into living rooms of mom and dad, like that's all well and good, but there is so much more management to the position. Mm-hmm. There is so much more. Dabo's success is proof that you do not have to be a hotshot know-it-all X's and O's guy in order to succeed at this level. In fact, he's probably the most proof that you need to win the argument and say, that dude is one of the best coaches in college football. Do you know why? It's got little to do with game-day coaching.
0: Well, you know, you think about how quickly it happens, too. So, I don't know. LSU's offensive coordinator, the younger one, he was a co-offensive coordinator for LSU in, was it 2018 when they went off? Yeah, Brady, Joe Brady. Yeah. Yeah. So how quickly Joe Brady goes from the penthouse to the outhouse. I mean, what happened to the boy genius that changed LSU's offense overnight into arguably, certainly, the most prolific college offense we've ever seen? Sean
1: Payton disciple that Ed O saw in a camp down in New Orleans.
0: Falls into it. Yeah. Loved his answers on the whiteboard. Went, oh, this kid is a star. Turns out he was right, briefly, with Joe Burrow and weapons galore at LSU. He gets the job in the NFL as a very young guy, gets to go to Carolina, gets to have this opportunity. They have failed miserably. Staff's been replaced. Did he get dumber? No. He's still the guy that was seen, plucked, and successful at LSU that just got fired with everybody else at Carolina.
1: And who knows, maybe in 20 years he can be Norm Chow.
0: <laughs> who was also the guy. On his 19th team. Yeah. No, it it, it it is fascinating. It does have to do with a lot of the stuff that isn't the day-to-day, or isn't the X's and O's, but the day-to-day operations instead. And I find that immensely fascinating. Now, again, you're going to want, you need a coordinator, clearly, uh, you need a you need a coach. Like if your head coach is a play caller, meaning in game, yeah, yeah, I love that because I want to know where the buck stops. I can look at the stuff off the field. It's easier
1: to analyze. Yeah,
0: it's easier to analyze. It's also important to be able to say, okay, well, I know who called that play. Now again, even that has changed a lot in my eyes. Plays used to bother me a lot. Certain plays bothered me a lot. They still do but I'm more bothered by game management time management yeah, clock management yep, yep. than I ever am about plays the last play the interception has been the focus from this fan base a lot this week right about why was that play called no I don't have a problem with the play I have a problem within the play of the decision from the quarterback especially since there was off coverage you know all of that but the play itself doesn't bother me because he had options. You know, he could five of them. Yeah. One
1: a couple of which were pretty well open. Better
0: options, Tom. Yeah. Better options. But it does not bother me to to, you know, I don't there are moments like listen, when we get cute inside the 10, I will call I will call a coach out for play calling. Ooh, and we do. When we get cute inside the 10. That's every time we're inside the 10. That bothers me a lot. That's bitch football. I got Ooh. no time for. That bothers me to no end. My mic was on, Sorry man. Sorry about that, but I'm saying that. Now, I will complain about that because there are certain parts of this game that will always be about toughness, will always be about that. But, you know, hey, that's the only time I'm really going to bring that up. Everything else. Well, let's
1: not do that for the sake of the <laughs> show moving forward, Mike. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> woo. <laughs> that was a real crisp jab. You go, Ooh, that,
0: uh, well, we need to stop doing that. That might have that. been a straight left. God, I don't know that that was a jab. stop doing that, man.
1: I agree. But you know what? A Wyatt Rector sneak. There you go. It's a little trick. <laughs> Is that, even that's gimmicky, but all right. No, I'm <laughs> saying that's part of the gimmick. You're about a double reverse. What do you think? <laughs> second and goal from the one. I think it's going to be open. Jet sweep from the two. <laughs>
0: Get the hell out of here with that. We
1: jealous. had a DJ Lundy fullback dive out of the goal line set against LSU. It barely worked, but it
0: worked. By the way, by the way, Florida Man of Texas, not even red zone. Not even red zone. Inside the five. That's specific about play calling. That it really
1: is. Yeah, you know, there was a bailout, and it was Tate Rodemaker to Johnny Wilson on third down in that sequence against Louisville. Right. Everything else is blown up. that play is open because Johnny is, but if you don't make that throw and it's a tough one to make and if you don't make that catch, it's a tough one to make. We're lining up Fitzy there
0: <laughs> yeah man it's uh <clears throat> yeah I don't know where I was going with that. I just think it's really interesting to uh to, to... you've got different buttons that coaches push
1: now. Before yeah. it was, if you're not the smartest sounding dude on the podium, then well, I, don't, I think less of you. Now it's, hey, you know, you don't have to be as long as you surround do?
0: yourself with smart people. Well, now it's this. Who are you and you, do you remain that in the wake of failure and success? Do you Are you that person? I got to know you're real. Okay? I don't care. Your expertise could very well be as a as a manager. You very well could be the guy behind the scenes that's able to recruit really well and raise money for the program. That's vitally important, and that's your job. If you're a CEO coach, fine. Dabo Swinney is a CEO coach. Nobody's talking about that guy being some sort of minsa of a play caller, because he's not. He's a CEO coach. He's a big-picture guy. And you'll see it this weekend. He's on the headset of hell, a hell of a lot more. Which has got to concern Clemson fans. But the <laughs> point would be... Uh, you know, he does what he does really well. And that matters. That's as long as you know what you are and you do it well and let others do what they do, then that that's fine. That's Mac fine. Brown got Vince Young. <laughs> you know, he brought him into town. You finally came over to my Mac Brown way of thinking. I've ripped Mac Brown forever. Well, I mean, I was I there. mean they lauded him at Texas like he'd done something. The man won two conference titles in sixteen years. Fell into Vince Young and won a national championship. And you got should you. know
1: you're wearing burnt orange right now. You should Little know. Well burnt orange.
0: That's right. Well, Mac Brown 11.
1: Oh, I yes, I was on that train after the first year in North Carolina when everybody is falling prostrate before Mac, and because he went seven and six, like really? So we're all gonna just worship Mac Brown because they won seven games. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Wait a minute. I know, I, I know. He's got a couple good recruiting classes, but he's failed with better players before. Where do you see what he does with May in the next year or two? They're going to be in position to win some really big games and they won't. But that kid He's goes, a really
0: good player. That kid is a I mean, he's a really good player.
1: Maybe he could be the exception, but he's going to need every bit. And he didn't look that great against Miami this weekend. No,
0: I digress. R. Wilmer we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know because we're busy doing nonsense. We wouldn't know. <laughs> and so, and I'm not talking about it. trying to line up at the 7
1: Right. You know, Even if you're at the three and let's say that you've got a wildcat and you're running power off of it, that's mm-hmm. not getting cute, right? Right. Because he does that um, fourth and short all the time anyway, You know, with Jay Sean Corbin last year. Mm-hmm. That was a big facet of the offense, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially with McKenzie. That's as it's a quarterback. straightforward. It's hard-nosed. He's yeah. like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to line up, and it's going to be physical. It's not going to be traditional pre-snap, but it's going to be based in physicality. That's what the DJ Lundy play was. You could say that's a gadget. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, that's, I think a, that's full, a fullback oh, damn that, dive. That, that is a
0: fullback dive with a kid who plays linebacker. I mean, okay, I got it. That's what Thunder wants. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Tom, I'll tell you, that's a great example. So, Mel Tucker, you just brought up Michigan State in the chat for those that don't know. Mel Tucker was just paid $400 billion to be the head coach at Michigan State based on last season. Michigan State sucks. $400 billion yen. I mean, that team is ass. They'll probably lose against, sorry, Wisconsin this week. They're sorry. Michigan State's going to finish with a sub-500 record. But Mel Tucker was the guy everybody used to argue against Mike Norvell. I don't see that in the chat anymore. What's going on? Mel Tucker's a good football coach. They're terrible this year. I mean, bad, bad. If you watched them play, they suck. Not any good at all. He just must be an idiot.
1: I have not watched them play. (laughs) I
0: am proud to report. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Putting off roof renovation. Go see my guy, T-Spark. T-Spark Construction, roofing and construction. Yes, yes, yes. Good people, hard workers, the best in the business. A lot of roofing companies hire out subcontractors to do their work for them. T-Spark Enterprises hires employees. They value the benefits that come with having a trusted, reliable, and highly trained crew that can be held to high standards. That's what T-Spark is known for. Experts in their craft and pride in their work. That's the T-Spark difference. T-Spark, best in town. Give them a call today, 766-1340, or get a free quote online at tsparkconstruction.com. That's simple. A... Woo! Oh, oh, oh. What did I miss?
1: Marcus is using a play on words for Balls McWednesday. Uh-huh.
0: Instead of Balls McWednesday, it's Balsamic Wednesday there. What kind of salad for do you like? I prefer the chicken kind of salad. Happy Balls McWednesday. Uh yeah. I had a salad today, had one this morning. well, this morning, it's not right. Eleven thirty. Yeah. And um a little lunchtime action. Um yeah, yeah. And I uh, I I prefer the giant salads, Marcus. I get a salad if, if I'm making my own. Spinach? No. Okay. Although I will eat spinach salads. But I I had uh, just an Italian mix is what I had. And I and I and I get a giant bowl. Boy, I got I got a whole system. I got a whole system, you ready? I've got raisins, I've got tomatoes, I've got almonds. Oh, well, a lot like. of people put the almonds in there. Yeah, I do. Okay. So a little cruncher. So then let's say I cook a fillet of salmon and I cut it up mm. cuz I'm known to do that. And then I put half the fillet at the bottom Mm-hmm. along with the tomatoes and the almonds and the raisins. And then I sprinkle a level of lettuce. Then I grab my dressing, pour it on the middle, and that's like the equator. And then I put the next thing of lettuce on top. Does it have a little cheese in that dressing? Oh, without question. You don't like the cheese, I know, but I'll get the shredded sharp cheddar, sprinkle it across. They're sh- very sharp. I want it to mm. Caused me to recoil It's so sharp
1: Could cut glass it's so sharp And
0: then I put the second layer of lettuce on And the other part of the salmon With the tomatoes the almonds And another layer of the sharp cheddar And then the dressing And I want it to be you know Virtually calorie free dressing Not because I'm worried about calories But because I want to smother My salad it should be drenched This sounds like it's a bucket sized salad It's a big salad it should last you for much of the day. You should feel like, okay, I can't. I've had too much salad. All this fiber.
1: My goodness. My poor family.
0: Yeah. No, that's uh, – I'm big time on that kind of – that's the salad to answer. Marcus, you probably never expected a thorough answer like that. That was a great answer. That's, that's my answer. Good that's, job, Marcus. That's what I do. Either that or Tuna. Big old tuna salad, I like that. I mean, not like tuna salad, like salad with tuna. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not yeah, that yeah. slop that they no, put in a no. scooper. No, 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 of the scooper,
0: yeah. none of that nonsense, no. You get a can of tuna, pole-caught tuna, chop it up. Pole-caught? Yeah, pole-caught. Ho-par-ho? As, as, as in with a pole. like There's a, a pole-caught?
1: Fish- <laughs> ah. That means he got arrested, but pole-caught him.
0: Yeah, that's it right there. I get after it, and chop it up, and I drench it. You have to.
1: So, okay, power rankings, dressing of choice, Mm. top three. You don't have to put it in particular order. Could be fluid based upon, well, all salad dressing is fluid, but you get the point.
0: Vinegar based. I want a lot of vinegar. Yep. I need it to be a a tough, tough eat. There you go. I want to be like, oh, there's so much vinegar here, I got to do it again. That's (laughs) That's how I want. So
1: that's the key. As long as a it's just got, got a lot of vinegar, vinegar. a yeah. lot of vinegar. Yeah.
0: Now you, I know, won't eat like a mayonnaise-based dressing. Yeah, a thousand you, Island. Like you
1: couldn't you go. Pump that into the sun. What about French dressing? Can't do it. Could nope, you? no sir.
0: Uh, same thing, right?
1: Same problem. Same problem. No classic Italian, the orange kind. I like
0: that too. Oh, that's good. But stuff. I also want that to be vicious. I want to be right. like, oh God, this Italian dressing's got so much vinegar. Any reduction vinaigrette? I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, you're in. You ahead. have my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little jalapenos on there. I chop up Ooh, some jalapenos. Let's to us go! Let's go! Throw some jalapenos on there and chop them up. Get get loose. The fresh kind, not the pickled kind. When no, you no, go going no, to the salad, no, no. you want the fresh kind. No, my kind. buddy, my buddy Matt, uh, makes this match jalaps, as he calls me. He's got jalapenos that he grows at his. Uh, it makes a what? So his name's Matt, and he has jalapenos. You know how jalapenos <laughs> spelled? No. Oh yeah. So match jalaps is what he calls them. Oh, he has- match jalap. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
1: hearing match with a ch. No, no, no.
0: and then anyhow. Uh, he's a friend of mine, so he'll bring me fresh jalapenos oh, yes. that he grows, and mm-hmm. they're brutal. Mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, this is when you get old, your taste buds get challenged, so you have to do everything you can to spice it up. It's like your love life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So, today, not about love life, uh. but after practice, I stopped by our favorite little uh, taco joint that will remain nameless mm-hmm. on the way in. Mm hmm. And I got the chorizo tacos, which Mm -hmm. I enjoy. But then I asked them to add the jalapenos, the fresh jalapeno. It wasn't enough because it's spicy by itself Mm -hmm. and with that red sauce. But then they threw the jalapenos on it. That's a great call.
0: So it is that we move on from dressing. And I tell you that, by the way, your first class is always free at Orange Theory Fitness. If you don't know about that class, you should go there and take it and find out uh, what I'm talking about. It'll be good for you. You'll learn about that heart rate monitor, the science based uh, back that they use so that you guarantee success. First month is free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. So they got a lot of motivation there to get you in there. Two locations in Tallahassee, Florida. What is the most
1: mayo based dressing of a fan base in, in the ACC? Is it Clemson?
0: Oh, without question. It has yeah, to be right. Really, right? Yeah. We don't have a Mississippi in this conference. <laughs> yeah. But if we did, uh, that would have been the answer. It's got to be Clemson. Starkville. Louisville, maybe? Starkville's got Manny's on their shirt collars. (laughs) That's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see what you did? Way to go, Marcus. (laughs) I got to come back and do probables, and I screwed this whole thing up. We got derailed with dressing. We just had to dial it back a little. We got so serious today. Everything's going to be all right. We're gonna be all right. Be in the game at halftime. Be in the game at halftime Saturday. I want this crowd to have a chance to change the outcome of a game because in college it it can. It doesn't really matter in the pros, but in college it can.
1: We win this game. What do you say? Do a sh- do a do a shot of Thousand Island dressing. No,
0: let's do a shot of oh, real yeah. alcohol. Let's <laughs> do a shot of liquor together, right? Yes, right there on the Sunday Smash or the. Monday watch along, or whatever the hell we want to do. <laughs> the rewatch along? Yeah. We could do a Monday rewatch along? <laughs> we can do it from our house so that we Folks, avoid Folks, I'm the not going to remember the second yeah. half of this rewatch along. <laughs> so let's hit it. Hit the oh, bean footage. Oh, man. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show 93, Three Real Talk Radio, channel TV. <laughs> Great song, great album. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, chant. TV. Wrapping it up. Thanks in uh, part to our good friends at Tallulah CBD and Juiced Bar. Got the floating going to go on next week. Looking forward to it. Did you book it? I I've got a steady invite, Tom. So you just need to show up. I just got to show up. They'll kick people out of the pods. But uh, yeah, out of the pod. Yeah, Cameron's here, guys. Your pod time's up. But I've only been here for seventeen minutes. Come on, man! I was just floating. Yeah, you're floating your ass home.
1: Uh,
0: It's like Modest Mouse once said. (laughs) Go ahead and float on. Yeah, out of here. CBD Delta H eight. THC, delta 10, delta 9, THC, HHC, hemp, vapes, flower. All of it. It's all there. High quality. Oh, boom. No medical car needed. What? Well, no, no it, it's it's not wasn't the joke. It's high quality material. Oh, there was a pregnant pause there. I no, thought you were waiting
1: no, for the laugh track. I
0: know. No. I know you love laugh tracks. <laughs> <laughs> um so listen, you get C B D there that's non psychoactive, guys. You don't it this isn't all about just getting high and getting down. That's not what I'm saying. You can.
1: Yeah. Now
0: that's not what this is.
1: Now I'm gonna get the drop from Batman Begins where he says psychotropic hallucination. <laughs> and then we're gonna play that. <laughs> Panic inducing toxin.
0: All right, here we go. Fire it up. Let's get to some probables. Not much, but we got games, so we'll do it. It's time for how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Can you believe it's already the 12th? October's flying. I don't know.
1: We're halfway to my birthday this month.
0: Whew. At 435, Kyle Wright will take the hill for the Braves. He's had a spectacular season, so it will be inexplicable when he gives up seven in the first and the Phillies start to take a dominant two-games-to-none lead. Over the Braves. That is a scenario. That is a hope. Zach Wheeler will be at the helm for the Phillies. Padres Dodgers tonight, where the hope is that you Darvish continues to be filthy. Even up uh, against a really good Dodgers lineup, Clayton Kershaw will be on the hill for the Dodgers. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. You know, I already took a sneak peek because tomorrow, Fromber Valdez will be going for the Astros, but that three run, that home run, that walk-off yesterday, boy ooh, ooh, that'll hurt your feelings.
1: An early day off for the
0: ALDS. Strange. Did you hear how loud that was, that home run? Yeah. 430-whatever yeah. feet. I just thought, my God, sir, that can't happen. Old Robbie Ray. Hey. Robbie Ray! Hey! And it's gone. Devontae Adams charged with misdemeanor assault for shoving that uh, media worker down. And I know he shouldn't have done it, and it's an awful thing to do. And it certainly reveals perhaps uh, a lapse of uh, character. But I have to say I watched it on a loop because I cracked up. (laughs) Every time I saw that guy go tumble into the earth, I chuckled. It's an awful thing. Nobody should do that. We get it. It's easy. That's self-explanatory. But it was still funny. (laughs) I was like, look at that. (laughs) His feet are straight up. My man, get your hands up. What are we doing? Oh, man. People get so mad. I get, I get it, man. I have yet to see it. I guess I need to listen it. Oh, you a should bit. watch it, yeah. yeah. He shoves your boy to the ground. Now that guy's going to tell everybody that he's got a whiplash and a headache and everything else. Which is, Here comes the neck brace. Mm-hmm. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. We appreciate it. Be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Redemption Thursday. Peace. <laughs>